the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee is the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh, oh I cannot believe the Bible had the audacity to call me a fool. Who do you think you are, Bible? Have you ever talked to inanimate objects? I did growing up all the time. I would talk to the refrigerator. I would talk to the carpet. That was just me, hey. But, you know, as you get a little older, you find yourself doing that too. We, we talk to inanimate objects as well, you know. We hunk at cars that don't even have people in them. Why? Because we're angry? Um, because they're blocking us or something? And we, come on! And, you know. I mean, think about it. We still do it. The inanimate object, we're fussing at it, yelling at it. Yes, we do it. You don't want to admit it, but I will. I'll do it for you. So take a look at this. Look around your home, wherever you live, your environment, and look at the inanimate objects that you fuss at. (laughs) Have you thought about it? No, you haven't, because you just do it randomly It's a subconscious behavior, and it makes you feel better. But what I had to learn over the years is that that inanimate object is not taking care of me. (laughs) It's not going to do anything for me. Now, its contents, sure. What it does, absolutely. Let's look at a television, for example. My mom and I argue about how much of a relic the TV, the television, has become. And I really have to keep catching her up with technology because she does not understand that her TV is also a computer. To her, the computer is that thing that sits over there. So she doesn't get it that what she has, well, finally, she's accepted a flat screen on the wall mounted that looks like a picture frame is a television. But it's also a computer. Yes, mother, it is. And I have to explain it to her every time she tries to use the remote. But what does that have to do with anything? You have to think about inanimate objects and how we fuss at them, why we talk to them. You know, we even talk to the TV, don't we? Yeah, we do it, whether it's a whisper or even internally. What channel was I watching? What channel was that on again? Oh, let's see. And you're having a conversation aloud or internally with an inanimate object. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But what I have come to learn is that, again, the inanimate object itself does not take care of me. However, the power I give it can. Hmm. That's something to think about in caregiving. A lot of times as caregivers, we often have to use a lot of inanimate objects to support us and the person we care for. Over the weekend, I thought about all the people out there caring for people. Husbands care for wives. Mothers care for children. 
And I'm talking about babies. I saw a lady with a baby that was two weeks old, and she was in the grocery store. And I said, wow, out already? She said, yeah, he'll be fine. And then I go watch the news, and I'm seeing that babies are having respiratory issues all over this country. And I thought about that lady, and I said, well, to each her own. Why? Because we have to make choices every day about how we take care of ourselves. The whole purpose of one in 100, somebody said, why one of 100? I don't get it. Isn't that a math equation? I said, look, I just need people to understand when you don't take care of you, you are no good for anything, let alone anybody. So let's take the people we care for out of the equation today. Let's just for a moment. Let's consider that. What if we didn't have anybody that we had to care for, care about? Well, what would we be? What would we do? A lot of people don't like that lifestyle. A lot of people find themselves bored. A lot of people find themselves lonely. Wow, never thought about it that way. Right. People, uh, we want to care. It's natural. It's a natural instinct. It's something we do. It's something we like to do. Maybe not admit that we like to do, but we like to do it. So what are you supposed to do when you don't have anybody to care for? Like for the people listening to us right here on KPRZ, and you're just a regular person, got the radio on on the Christian channel, just trying to get ready for work, waking up, and you're listening, you're tuning in, or you've had your breakfast already at 5.30 a.m., yes, right here is where we come on every Sunday, 5.30 a.m., getting ready for church. Well... What is it that's important to you today? Is it important to care for yourself? Yes, I've said that before. Why? Because there's a confusion, a misnomer that caring about yourself is selfishness. No, you know what selfishness is? Disobedience to God. So if you want to go there, church people, let's go. You can always write me at connect. Yeah. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can find that right on the K-Praise website. Now, in the meantime, I want you to understand caring for yourself is one of the best things you can do. Now, I grew up with a grandpa that had a beard all my life. So the first time I saw him clean shaven was one of his old Navy pictures. And I said, where's Poppy's beard? Because I was like, I didn't even know who he was, barely. I I could tell it was him because of his eyes, but I didn't recognize him. And it didn't hit me till years later that he had the freedom to not have to shave. But did he still groom himself? Absolutely. Was his beard mm, trimmed most of the time? I'd say at least 90% of the time, Mm, at least. (laughs) And so what, what does that mean? He had to care for himself. I had to watch him shave. He he, he could have gone to a barber, but he knew how to do it himself. And he shaved. He took care of himself. And by taking care of himself, well, it made him look good, but it also helped us to understand what grooming is about, what taking care of yourself is about, how to look better, how to improve how you could look. Have you thought about any of your grooming needs lately? Men, women, whoever you are listening, sometimes we think grooming is only superficial. 
blow drying her hair just the right way, putting the gel on just enough to get it to the texture that we want for that look, grooming, showering, you know, the things we do to look better and sometimes even feel better. Well, if you're a caregiver, grooming is a must. However, the kind of grooming that we have to do caregivers is a little different because we have to exhibit and exert a bit more care than the care that we would for ourselves. So how do we do that? One, look in the mirror, (laughs) right? I mean, I've got a guy in here that's, you know, got a beard and he could shave it off if he wants to, right, Todd? Okay, so if he wants to shave off his beard, I think he would do better doing it in a mirror. Yeah, he'd probably have a better chance. He could, he could do it without the mirror, but why? When the mirror is right there and it's so convenient, especially if you have the time to look in a mirror, make an evaluation and say, hmm, yeah, this is how I want to do it. This is, this is the direction I want to go in. You get a plan when you look in the mirror. I've told you the Bible is the mirror for your life. If you don't have a care plan, yeah, stop buying all the magazines on the racks. Stop going to all the different websites in search of how you can improve and just go to the book of Proverbs. (laughs) I tell you, if you want some real life wisdom, Proverbs is it. You want to figure out how to handle that? I found that I can read one proverb and it illuminates the dark areas of my life in areas that I didn't even realize had darkness. Have you ever been in that room and you turn on the light switch and it lights up, but it's not quite as bright as usual. Why? Because one of the light bulbs went out of three. So you can see, but it's so much more bright. Yeah, it's brighter when you have three light bulbs as opposed to two. To me, that's what the Bible does for you. If you just look in it, you'll get some more illumination for your own life the way you are, how you are, why you act the way you do. Self-accountability is the best accountability because then when you have to be accountable to others, first of all, you've been accountable to you. You know your own truth, meaning you know your own weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So when someone calls you out on them, you're not offended. What nerve? Who are they? Uh, Yeah, I know I'm like that. Even if you don't admit it to them. Now, admission, confession, Those are some power tools, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the mirror and that mirror for you to groom yourself. Yeah, you need to sit down in it. When I sit down in it, I take a look at Proverbs and I'm telling you, I saw one that really messed me up. (laughs) I said, oh boy. And this one's Proverbs 28. Now remember, these are a bunch of wise sayings compiled into this big, thick book called, not the Bible, but the book of Proverbs, which is in the Bible. Yeah, there's 66 of those books in there. So when you don't want a lot, you don't have a lot of time, you just need some oomph, read the Proverbs. I'm telling you, just pick one up. They're kind of addicting if you continue to read one. You want to read the next one and the next one. But I want to remind you, they might not all go together. But this one, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. I told you, what? How dare you, Bible, call me a fool? But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. What does that mean? What? First of all, let's go back to the fact that I admit I've been called a fool by the Bible. 
How? Well, whenever you trust in your own mind. That's what it says. Those who trust in themselves are fools. Those who trust in their own insight are fools. Wow, that's harsh. That's a little mean, but it's what the Bible says. And here's the thing. Whether or not you believe, either way it goes, I heard an old man say, you'll find out after a while whether or not you believe that the Bible is right. Somebody's wrong. So take the advice, take the wisdom. This is a compilation of wisdom, people that had lived. Solomon, one of the wisest, the Bible even said the wisest, because why? He asked for it. And we've got another book over there called James. It says the same thing. You can be wise too if you just ask God for the wisdom. Many of us think we know everything. I have a uncle who tells me, you think you know everything, kid. Well, he's a little old now. <laughs> and I'm like, I've learned a couple of things, but I don't think I know everything, uncle. He begs to differ. I think what it is is he can't accept that the little girl that he used to teach and tell and talk to actually has an opinion now based on life, wisdom, experience, and acquired knowledge. And sometimes that can be a lot for people, especially when you're taking care of them. When you know something that they don't, they might be a little intimidated. When you understand medical terms and diagnosis that they don't, they get a little nervous, a little edgy. Bear with them, have some patience, back up, and find a way to explain it to them on their level. That's wisdom. But just retaining the information and saying, I can figure this out. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't need the doctor anymore. I, I got the diagnosis. That's good enough. I'll take care of myself. That's what a lot of people that need care did for years. And then they ended up, what? Needing care. Did you hear that? So my mom had high blood pressure. She was a smoker. Mm-hmm. And for years, she drank liquor. For years. <gasps> Gasp, what? I thought this was the Christian radio. It is. And it's also the reality radio as far as I'm concerned. Why? Because Christians that are in the dark will come to light with truth. Here's the truth. My mom, I said, was a smoker for over 30 years. And she drank liquor for a lot of those years, too. And she was pretty. And she had a beautiful walk. She had long hair. She wore makeup every day. And she was gorgeous, as they'd say down in the South even though my mom's a native of Cali. But nonetheless, nobody could look at her and judge by her appearance that she wasn't well. How many of us are walking around not well and people can't tell? You think about that. Are you well today? Or are you walking around letting everybody think you're well because they can't tell? When you're a caregiver, You need to tell yourself first, hey, I'm not well. You need to look in that mirror and admit to yourself, I'm not doing great. I'm not doing good. I need some help. Oh, my goodness. Because when you cannot care for yourself, how dare you try to care for someone else? People that are caregivers cannot give what they don't have. So self-care, I told you, it's become a mantra of where we are now, but it's nothing new. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. They were having self-care back in the days. Yeah, many thousands, hundreds, who knows, millions of years back, right? Right, because we don't have any measure of time. We can't prove it. We weren't there, but 
They existed. That's what scientists keep telling us. But they had to care for themselves. They had to eat. Yeah, maybe they didn't have a mirror, but they might have had each other. And sometimes when someone tells you, you need to listen. Hey, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. That's called denial. Did you hear what they said? They asked a question of your wellness. So I told you the Bible called me a fool. And then I had to remember, well, Lorraine, you're only a fool if, if you trust in your own mind, in your own heart. Some people interchange mind and heart. Yeah, when you're confident in your own judgment and your own wisdom and your heart, I know what I'm talking about. Well, it's a little thick-headed, but the Bible calls you a fool. So if you walk around acting like you know everything and that everything is well, you've got it under control, well, do you really need the Lord? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. So I'm telling you, if no one else has told you, you do need the Lord. Because if you're trusting in yourself, it's foolish. But the Bible clearly says the one who trusts in himself is a fool. But one who walks in wisdom, that one will be rescued. Yeah, so you might make mistakes. So you might be foolish. Yeah, you might be the fool. Yeah, you might be arrogant. You might be stubborn. You might be obstinate. When people try to coach you, tell you, advise you, teach you, but you know better, okay. That's called foolishness. Accept the wisdom. It's okay. You don't know everything. And then when you do learn something, don't be intimidated. Research. Ask. Talk to someone else. Receive the advice. Have you ever had someone tell you how to cook a thing you've been cooking for years and you laugh it off like, ha, 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 I've been cooking this before you were born. Okay, but maybe there's a technique, a skill set, a styling that they can offer you to make what you've been cooking for years the hard way a little easier. Just try it with the little things. Try it. Accept the wisdom. It's also a form of accepting care because you need care, caregiver, If you're a person and you're alive, you're a caregiver. I thought about that, how we caregivers are numbered and they've got all these statistics. But I had my own epiphany. If you're alive, you are a caregiver by default. Now, if you're selfish, it's hard to be a caregiver, but you still are. Whether you exert the care or not, well, that's up to you. A little selfish, sure. But we are all caregivers. Where are you giving your care? And to whom? Think about it. Is it to your family? Have you called the person in your family that is a caregiver to say, what can I do? How can I help? Some people won't call and ask you that. I'm I'm a witness to that. They won't. So what do you do, caregivers? I'm talking to those that are actually taking care of someone else by sacrificing their own life to put someone else before their own life and integrate their life with that person that needs care I'm talking to you. Sometimes you have to ask for help as well. Don't expect everybody to run to you, to feed you, to provide for you, to check on you. You will begin to have a hardened heart. That's just as much of a fool's heart. Why? The fools say there's no God. That's what fools say. That's what my Bible says. 
So be foolish. Think there's no God or try it the way I've learned it. Try God. You have nothing to lose. God is like insurance. Better to have him and not need him than to need him and not have him. An old expression they've used in the insurance industry for years. It's better to have the wisdom of God than to be a fool by yourself. So get some help. How do you do that, caregivers? I told you, ask. Take your pride, set it aside, call someone and say, hey, do you know about, and if you don't know anyone to call, call the resources you have right in front of you. If you're giving care for someone, someone is helping you give care. Oh, they're not? Really? Well, shame on you. That's the first error of a fool. Ask for help and help will be provided, especially if you trust in the Lord. If you trust in yourself, you might not get any help. But if you trust in the Lord and just say, Lord, I need some help. I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired of this. (sighs) Okay. And he will help you. Now, it might not be on your timetable. It might not be according to your clock, but he will rescue you because that's what it says. The one who walks in wisdom, that's the one that will be rescued. Who do you think is the rescuer? I love firefighters. I think they rock because they do it all. Many of us take firefighters for granted. They're the first ones on the scene when we call 911. They come first before the ambulance. I didn't understand that. But we just need medical and I began to realize after years and years of TV shows that sometimes a medical need that we see as a medical need requires more help, more delivery, more rescuing than just the medical need. Oh, okay. So that person that passes out, that's six feet eight, yeah, and they weigh um, over 250, and the two paramedics that show up, maybe one's 5'7", and maybe one's a petite woman, maybe 5'2". Am I putting down the lady? No, but she might not have the length and strength. Did you hear that? The length and strength to manipulate, maneuver, and care for a person that's 6'8", and twice her weight. Think that through for a moment. It has nothing to do with suffrage and, oh, you're getting political. Well, I'm being realistic. It has to do with common sense, practicality. Caregivers, keep politics, politicos, it means people, out of your caregiving until it's time to receive the help. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own mind. Stop trying to manipulate what you can't. Remember, manipulation is when you put your hands in it. That's where it comes from, man, Emmanuel. Okay, so back off, ask for help, receive help, and when the rescuers come, like the firefighters, let them do what they're trained to do. First of all, they come as a team. I have yet to see, not in San Diego, a firefighter come in a big red fire truck alone. I have yet to see it. Maybe out there in the rural parts of Somewhere in America it happens, but I've never seen it here all of my life. And I came to realize teamwork actually does make the dream work. Why? Because when you called for 911, you needed help. And your immediate vision was for support, whether you acknowledge it or not, 
you admitted you need help by calling and your expectation is for them to rescue you, the person in need, the situation. That's why the firefighters show up first. Hey, this is no put down to our hardworking paramedics. If you're taking offense, you're not listening well. Hear what I'm saying. Firefighters show up first because they're trained for not only medical, but they're trained for hazards. They're trained for opposition. And they're also trained for things that what? Impair. Things that impair people like not being able to stand up. And so they have to be lifted, properly placed in the care, in the hands of those that can care for them. I see the Lord as my rescuer every day. What about you? Have you told him, you're my rescuer. You're the lifter of my head. Ooh, you are my salvation. And I'm not talking just Romans 10, 9 salvation. I'm talking about that deliverance, that rescuing salvation the saving from what death saving from what passing out saving from what uh not knowing who i am sure the lord can do all of that for you when you're a caregiver that acknowledges that you need his care i think the lord is the ultimate firefighter we have some great firefighters paramedics nurses doctors all kinds of medical staff and life support systems here in America. But let's take a look at our primary source of care, and that's the Lord. He cares for us. In the meantime, you make sure you join us every week right here on One of 100 with me, Lorraine Carroll. I'm here to not just help the caregivers, but anybody that cares. Join us every Sunday morning. 5.30 a.m. right here on KPRZ. You can join us on the website, kprz.com, KPraise. That's what they call us here in San Diego. I look forward to sharing more about how you can share your care right here on KPRZ, 1210 a.m. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.